Good day and welcome to Sarah and T, the Professional Vacation Rental Managers Podcast, coming to you from the Outer Banks of North Carolina. And from the Rocky Mountains of Colorado. I'm Sarah Bradford from Winter Park and Steamboat Springs. And I'm Tim Cafferty from the Outer Banks of North Carolina and Sandbridge in Virginia. Together, we bring you the first podcast focused solely on professionally managed vacation rentals, both domestic and abroad. In the next 30 minutes, we hope you will join us on our journey as we dive into issues affecting folks like us, the professional vacation rental manager, allowing you to run your business more effectively, make more money, and most importantly, have fun doing it. We're back and better than ever. I'm Tim. And I'm Sarah. And fresh off of our first in our series of what we're calling our mini seminar, boy, Audrey Miller was great with the Cottage Connection up in Maine. My biggest takeaway from Audrey was to be nice. How about that? Just be nice to people and you'll have a successful business. Yeah. So we thought we should go to the other coast, Tim, for this mini seminar and go to a place I don't know how many people have heard of called Manzanita. Who do we have today, Tim? Another nice person. Please welcome Danielle Johnson. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. We are excited to have you. And so tell us about Manzanita. Manzanita is a wonderful, small, quaint coastal town on the north coast of Oregon. Uh, we are located 20 minutes south of Cannon Beach and about 23 miles north of Tillamook, which a lot of people know of for our cheese and ice cream. And so we have a wonderful, wonderful seven mile stretch of beach here in Manzanita, beautiful, pristine Neocani Mountain in the background. Just a wonderful small town area and great destination, just an hour and a half from Portland. Pretty great. I've never been to the Oregon coast. Have you, Tim? I have not made it to the coast. I was in Portland a short while ago, and for some reason, Danielle, you'll, you've probably heard this before, I thought the coast was like right over there. Uh-uh. Ah. <laughs> it's a little bit of a, a trek. It's a little bit of a jog, and unfortunately, Portland is where the airport is, so for us coastal people, we have to drive an hour and a half just to get to the airport to go anywhere, so it makes your trips really long, but it, it's well worth it. The drive out here is absolutely beautiful, tall trees very, very, very green. And the ocean here is wonderful as well, but very cold, very cold. My kids like it. I, I don't so much go in it. <laughs> all right. So it's like swimming in England. We understand driving a long way to the airport. So we can all say that we have that commonality. We own and run Manzanita Beach Getaways. Is that, am I saying that name right? It's actually yeah. Beach Getaway Vacation Rentals. Is that the whole name? Correct. Yeah, we go by MBG because it's, it's really long. Obviously, I did that for search engine uh, optimization. But yeah, Manzanita Beach Getaway. And yeah, we're uh, January will be our 11 years in business. It just goes by so fast. And tell us your quick start story. How did you get into this nutty industry? The short story would be I worked for a custom home builder here in town. And I was the foreman. I ran his crew for quite a while and he was about to retire and I said well what do I want to do now and I love 
houses. I love homes. I love building, remodeling. I love all of that kind of stuff. And we needed a very, very good vacation rental company here in Manzanita. And I stepped up and said, I'm going to do it. So I started with one house and I've grown it to what it is today with my lovely husband who... I couldn't do any of this without him. He's stay-at-home dad. So we have three boys and obviously it takes a team. Jumped into the business that way and it's just been zooming since. And how many properties do you manage now? We have 36 currently, but we bounce between 36 and 42. Kind of depends. We all know that. It's like the EKG, right? It's what's today's <laughs> fixing on what the number is, right? I ask my staff all the time, how many do we have today? So we can live with that. Okay, so we have a series of questions. We asked Audrey these very similar, if not exactly the same, to kind of get a feel for what's going on with you and the industry. And folks are kind of tuned into this. I think Sarah explained it really well. If you were at a seminar and you sat next to somebody and you wanted to ask a few questions for takeaways, that's kind of the mentality we have here with this mini series. And so as we get started, tell us about the status of OTAs for you, how much business they're bringing you, what kind of business they're bringing you, and are you happy with where you are with that? Oh, those are great questions. I love this. I could talk about OTAs all day long. Uh, Here on the North Coast, we are very Airbnb heavy. And so we get a mass majority of our reservations from that platform. We do advertise on other platforms as well and get a little bit here and there, but I would definitely say Airbnb heavy for sure. I have a love-hate relationship with uh, the OTAs, obviously. I mean, there's goods and bads. For the most part, I think over the last five years, we've been a super host. So we've been able to crush it with that. And our team is fast responding and, you know, we're hitting all the marks. And I think it's, it's fine. I mean, obviously I don't like the extra fees, but I feel like as far as bookings and everything and guests, everything's flowing fine for us, believe it or not. I don't have too, too many complaints with that. Follow up on that, Danielle. The rumor on the street is after the IPO, Airbnb is going to be taking away their guest fee and charging all of us 15% per booking. Will that negatively affect you or are you not reliant on them enough that you'll be okay? That'll definitely negatively affect us. But I will tell you over the last few years we have been working on and when I say we I mean myself and also my marketing team as well as my front office have been working on a direct a booking direct campaign and we have been pushing that and pushing that to our guests and it has worked I mean it's doing great we've got the coasters in all of the houses that say book direct with us and save we've got paperwork that goes out we've got automatic emails that go out when the guest stays with us We've just got this great campaign going and we just keep pushing that. And I can't believe the difference that it's made, especially during COVID. People are realizing that booking direct not only saves them money, but saves them a headache. They don't have to go through an OTA to do their cancellation or, you know, any of that stuff. It's direct with us. People are happier. And so there's people are starting to understand that. Awesome. Good job. So you're looking at it as getting them from Airbnb and others, but then keeping them to yourself the second time. Yeah, and I think it's worth maybe taking the hit on the percentage at first and then just making sure you retain those guests in the future to book direct. And, and you know, I don't think there's anything going wrong there with that. Well, I hope some of our folks listen to that last line particularly because we get a lot of folks that reach out to us and that point you just made, 
sometimes is lost on some of our listeners. So hit the rewind button, 30 seconds. You may have to do it two or three times, but listen to that last answer. Okay, so speaking of pricing, we've got all these tools available to us, Danielle. We've got Rented, we've got AirDNA, we've got STR, Key Data, Price Labs, Beyond Pricing. Are you using any of those tools and how are you making sure you're getting the most you can for your owners? You know, this is something I've struggled with over the years, Tim. I'd have to say the pricing game for us has always been just doing it manually the old-fashioned way. Uh, And then at the beginning of 2020, right before we were shut down, actually, we had a lot of meetings with Beyond Pricing and, you know, just kept going back and forth like, gosh, should we do this? Should we not? Should we do this? And I've got a few other people locally here in Oregon that are also property managers that use them. And I had wonderful feedback and just thought to myself, I'm just going to jump in with both feet, try it for a year, see how it goes. Uh, I will say I am 100% wishing I would have done this years before. Our revenue has increased pretty drastically. Our owners are, they're, I'm getting calls from owners saying, why are we so heavily booked? Okay, with that said, it is COVID and people can work remotely. So we are very busy. So I will say it's a little diluted with that factor. But for the most part, I feel like it's the pricing. I'm getting prices for stuff that I would have never been able to get on my own for some reason. So follow up. I'm so interested in that because I shared on other podcasts that we do a lot of analysis, but then we manually change our pricing. So you're letting it auto change some of your pricing in the middle of the night. And you're saying, cool, look how it pushed the price up. And we got that higher price. You're seeing that actually happen. I'm seeing that happen in real time. It's it's really exciting, actually. I never used to look at reservations when they came into my email because I get those notifications. Now I'm peeking at every reservation that comes in because I'm just amazed at, at the prices we're getting. With that said, you have the other aspect, which is in the wintertime, the prices will start to drop. We've really been conservative on our base price, which is the lowest that it'll go. And I feel like I've only been hit maybe once or twice with that. Ooh, that was a little bit lower than I wanted it to be. But it was a midweek booking and something we probably wouldn't have gotten otherwise. So there's a give and take. Clear, Danielle, your properties are standalone homes, lots of different types of properties. Because we talk sometimes that those pricing tools might not be great for lots of different amenities, sizes, all these owner preferences, but you have that, right? You're not in condo land. No, we do have a few townhomes and a couple condos, but for the most part, we are all standalone homes and anywhere from 3,500 square feet down to 900 square feet or less. So all different sizes, all different areas, some with views, some with hot tubs, you know, all the different amenities. And I feel like with Beyond Pricing, they allow us to really set up for success there and get the maximum out of every property. How about the best idea you've had in the last month or year or whatever you want to share? You know, this is really simple and probably maybe too simple of an answer, but I'm going to do it anyways. It's really taking a bird's eye 
and this is what I've been able to do with, with COVID going on right now, is really take a bird's eye look at the company and how it's operating. A big downfall for our company is that we do not have long-term living in our area. So we have a really hard time finding consistent employees. That really drives how you're gonna grow your company, right? If you don't have enough employees, you can't get very big because you need the help. I have found like stepping back this year and really looking at things from a bird's eye view and putting the right people in the right positions has been something I have been dedicated to this year. And I am finding that that has been such a wonderful thing to do. My head of housekeeping, for example, was one of our housekeepers. He had management experience and I didn't know it. And when we lost our head of housekeeping, he stepped forward. He's just been a key role in our company now. Everything seems to be operating so smoothly. So I think having the right people in the right places has been something that's given me so much success this year. And those are time intensive activities. But you said when we first started talking, this business is so crazy because quote unquote, you said 24 seven business, you never know what's coming at you tomorrow. And the 24 seven-ness of it is what's tiring. You know, that's what like when you have three boys, I have two boys, I feel ya. You know, when that thing happens and you just think what on a Saturday, but if you get the right people in place, you don't have as many of those moments. I think the biggest thing for me was realizing you have the right people in the right place. When a situation happens and that new employee in that position doesn't even ask you, but just steps in and helps without being told to. To me, that was a defining moment. Like this person cares about his position. He cares about this business and what and, and how it operates. And just seeing that, um, and watching that person thrive is huge. It's huge. My question for you, Danielle, in the next 12 months, what trend do you see growing or showing up or what's going to happen the next 12 months with the vacation rental world? Honestly, I think people are going to make family priority more now because we've been away from our families for so long. I feel like vacations are going to become even more important. They're going to become a, a staple of what you do. No matter what you do in life, you're going to find time to vacation or to, to go to a destination where you can relax and de-stress. For us, the ocean is a big part of a lot of people's de-stressing regimen because <laughs> it's a place where you can go and, and, and let your, you know, let your worries go. And so I feel like vacations are definitely going to be more of a priority for people in these next 12 months than it, than it ever has before. I like that trend. Okay. Let's take a little bit of a shift and talk about sacrifice. What is the biggest sacrifice you've had to make to get where you are, Danielle? First thing that comes to mind is giving up time with my family. I mean, I, I dedicate a lot of myself to the company mentally, physically. I've done and been in every single position in the company. I do the books for the company. I basically the GM. I oversee the whole, all of our employees for the most part. You know, I, I am on 24 seven and I think that's probably the most challenging. And maybe over the next few years, I've toyed with this idea of finding a GM and trying to, you know, step back a little bit. So I do have more family time because that is probably my I'd have to say my biggest regret is not spending enough time with my family, but I've been able to provide my family with what they have today with what I've done. Again, there's a give and take there. 
you and I are going to have to be on weekly texts with each other. <laughs> with the same thing. I asked my son uh, when he was going to, we we're going to go camping. And I said, uh, well, if you want to do your online school, I guess you could in the afternoon. He goes, well, you know, mommy, when you're on the phone, when we're camping, that's when I could do it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, baby. <sighs> Yeah, I get those. I get those. I mean, last night it was my little guy saying, um, you're going to be home for dinner, right? Ooh. And, the, you know, he's he's almost eight years old, my youngest. And it's like, I think I'll be home for dinner. It's a Sunday. I should be home for dinner. Sure. <laughs> I know. How many people can identify with this? You can hear everybody's heads shaking in the car going, uh-huh. <laughs> yep, we know your pain. How about along the same line, one of the biggest challenges you've had to overcome? And how did you do it? One of the biggest challenges... One of the biggest challenges is, is I, I think it, I'm going to take it back to being a mom, like trying to find the balance of work and the business for, for an owner of a rental company. That's probably something I, I still struggle with is finding that balance. I've learned to take time for myself when I need it and, and also for my family when I need it, but that's still hard to do. As far as the business is concerned, the biggest struggle is holding on to employees, employee retention especially in our area, is very hard. There's a lot of rental companies in a small area. So being able to retain and keep everyone focused and with us, I think has been my toughest challenge. It all comes back to employees and family. Danielle, so you started this 11 years ago. Am I getting that right? Yes. If you could do it again, what would you do differently? Whether it's a mistake you made or how you started off, how would you do it differently if you did it all over? You know, I have to be really honest with you. I don't think I've ever had that question. That's a pretty deep thoughted question. <laughs> I really wish I could have found a way to do a linen program. That would be amazing. It's almost impossible here because we don't have facilities to facilitate any of that. Like none of the rental companies here do linen service. I would love to be the first company to try to figure that out. So yeah, that would probably be something I do differently. It's funny that you bring that up. So everybody cleans the linens in the properties. Yes, it's a nightmare. It's constant laundry that I get to take home if there's overflow because I don't let employees take it home because I don't want anything getting lost. <laughs> so it's again, 24 seven. We just found another business for you, though. Yes, we there did. There you go. <laughs> yes, we did. We can help you off air. We both are in the laundry business now. There wonderful, you. wonderful. And by the way, Danielle, I didn't start our laundry linen service until 12 months ago. Yeah. So it, there's still time for you. Yeah, and ah. it's one of the best things I've ever done. Well, my question how has the vacation rental business, how is this 11 years of the challenge of balancing and all the drama. How has it made your life better? Honestly, I think I'm an extroverted person. Typically, I'm not introverted at all. I'm, I'm pretty out there. But I feel like it's really taken me out of a lot of my comfort zones, confrontations with owners, guests, the public, and how a lot of our long-term residents here feel about short-term rental. With me being on the short-term rental committee, I'm able to really take a stance on a lot of things. So I definitely feel like that by far is, is something that I've, I've gained from all of this. And then also just the fact that I'm, I'm able to provide for my family and we have, we have a wonderful lifestyle. I'm so thankful for that. Um, and, and what, what this business has allowed me to do, but it challenges me every single day and I love it. 
it's like a love hate relationship, but I really do love it. I ditto that entire comment. It really does take you out of your comfort zone. Even when you're extroverted, even when we thought we could speak to a thousand people, we didn't know that we would be arguing about dirt in a toilet with a 55 year old man (laughs) (laughs) and how to handle that best. All right, Danielle, we have not talked about COVID, although you alluded to the fact it may have been good for business. How do you ensure quality control of the cleans and the maintenance of your properties, given all the challenges we have with COVID? Oh, that's a great question, Tim. I, you know, I have to say, we have always had a wonderful quality checking process from day one since I started the company. We QC on every arrival and after every departure. It's a lot of work, takes a lot of team, but we do it to ensure that our houses are on departure locked up. There's no damage, safe. Um, Our arrivals, uh, we make sure that the housekeepers got everything that they were supposed to and that the house is stocked the way it is. They are our last eyes before the guests arrive. Very important position. And so we have really just assured that everything is in tip-top shape. We carry Lysol wipes around. We spray all of our furniture with disinfectant. I mean, we have this big process. We had to retrain all of our housekeepers when we started back up at the end of May. Really, the process, the team has just adopted it. We've, we're jiving. We're doing great. It's a good flow. Do you have a lot of guests ask you about cleaning standards since COVID? We do. We actually had a lot until we put it on our website. And then finally, we put a few things on our website. And then that that lessened a little bit. But we still get a lot of very nervous, very worried people. And we, we tell them we can't 100% guarantee you anything, but we can tell you our process. We can tell you exactly what we do. And if that makes you feel comfortable, then we'd love to have you. We're just having this debate because we don't get the questions and nor did Audrey Miller but Tim does and you do. So, so far, Outer Banks and Oregon Coast are very paranoid about cleaning. With that said, real fast, I do have to say, we don't have the question with repeat guests because they know how our houses are. It's all the new people that haven't stayed with us. And, and, and I think that's because the people they've stayed with in the past have been yucky, maybe. I don't know. And you're getting a lot of new guests. You're getting a lot of guests from Portland, I would think, and around Oregon. Yeah, Portland and Washington, Spokane, Seattle, all of all of Washington, really. Um, I want to finish off with this cheese and ice cream concept because those are pretty much my two favorite things, and you mentioned them earlier. So, what what's up with the good cheese and ice cream? And can you send me some? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to send you some. Uh, Tillamook cheese is phenomenal, all different kinds, and then the ice cream is just to die for. I mean. I don't know how many flavors they have now, a hundred, who knows? Holy moly. That's a big staple here. Yes. So this is from the farmland around you. Correct. Yeah. These are all Oregon dairy farms, basically. Tillamook ice cream. I mean, I've had ice cream all over, all over, um, but nothing like Tillamook ice cream. It's, it's, it's really good stuff. Do you ever have that in the freezer for the guests when they arrive? No, but that's a darn good idea. <laughs> Come on. If I come visit- you it better be in the freezer <laughs> done okay and it better be chardonnay flavored Ooh, there's a new flavor they don't have i like it everybody gets takeaways on our show danielle so there you go there was yours so that is not only our epicurean expert but you have to have felt 
the entrepreneurial spirit of today's guest, all you VRMs out there, we let's just face it, we all are entrepreneurs at heart, and Danielle Johnson is clearly in the mold of a person that's getting after it. And boy, what a pleasure to talk to you today. We appreciate your time, and I'm sure people will get a lot of takeaways from what you told us today. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate you. And I'm going to call you the DJ from MBG. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Danielle. We hope you have continue to kill it, whether it's from pricing tools or the COVID craziness. It was really fun to talk with you and I'd love to stay in touch. It sounds like we're living similar lives. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate your time. Okay. Great job, Sarah, as always. So long, everybody. Bye-bye, Danielle. Bye, Tim. Thank you for listening to Sarah and T, Professional Vacation Rental Managers Podcast. Brought to you by Sarah Bradford of Winter Park Lodging Company and Steamboat Lodging Company, as well as Tim Cafferty of Outer Banks Blue and Sandbridge Blue Realty Services. Together, Sarah and Tim manage more than 600 privately owned vacation rental properties, and both are regarded as experts in the vacation rental management industry. Music provided by Ben Sound. We encourage your participation on this podcast by sharing it with friends, and please feel free to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Comments or reviews on this particular podcast can be made on their website, sarahnt.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast as well as provide them feedback on this episode or give them ideas for future topics. We look forward to speaking with you next time on Sarah and Tea.